From WERA 96.7 in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C. area musicians to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today in the studio, we have Shakara Rogers, a D.C.-based vocalist. Welcome, and thanks for being here, Shakara. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Eliza. So I have to mention that I have known you for quite a while, given that we both went to Howard University and we were both in Afro Blue, not yes. at the exact same time, but right. uh, we crossed paths a lot mm-hmm. and um, have shared a stage a few times, and um, I was excited to invite you in here today. So tell me and tell the listeners a little bit about kind of how you got started as a musician and what you're actively doing today. Oh, of course. Okay, so basically as a as a child, anybody who heard my CD, I kind of like draw that out in the beginning. Um, but as a child, my mother discovered that I could sing. I guess for me, just kind of like singing around the house, humming little random tunes and singing whatever I was saying or whatever. And she went, she can kind of say. <laughs> so she she went to the church and she found the, the organist there who would know music. And she agreed, like, wow, she does have something. So yeah. they took me out to the record store then. <laughs> and we got those two-sided demo tapes and um, a couple of Yolanda Adams songs and took, took me home and just kind of experimented with me with learning those songs. And my mom herself, she helped me teach. She taught me those songs, helped me learn them. Um, and I took off from there. So I would learn them and then come to church and have a feature basically like right before, like the sermonic selection started as a soloist, not, not like, okay, let's put her in the chorus and give Mm -hmm. her like some experience. It was just like, and I sang in the little kids choir, but like with those songs, like I I was a feature, like I was a soloist. And how, how old did you say you were? I was like five. Wow. Either four or five, one. Okay. (laughs) But like I was a baby and they would give me the mic. Yeah. And put me on the stage yeah. and then the track would come on. Yeah. And my mom would be in all the way in the back, you know, yeah. waving her arms like a mad person. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just like have to focus on the clock because I was so nervous. Yeah. I was going to say, were you nervous? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yes. And yeah. I would stand there stiff as a board with my microphone <laughs> at my mouth. And I would be this huge sound would come out of this four or five year old. Yeah. You know, and it was in the whole church would be like in tears and like catching the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there just singing my parts, doing transcriptions. Yeah. Like didn't realize it was an oral transcription. That's crazy. So like every run, every everything, I was singing it. I didn't know. You Did know. you, were you having fun? Or oh, were you yeah. just feel like it was like. I loved it. It was like, okay. oh, this is great. Yeah. It was scary as crap. <laughs> but it was like, this is cool, you know. And I liked it. And I did partially did it because my mom made me do it because I was a kid. I wanted to play. But like at on the other side of it, it was it was fun. I liked it. It was different. There was a thrill to it for me. And um, and I think that's why I tell people I think music chose me. And I've tried to run away from it. I went to high school. You know, I did. My mom had me like classical piano and all that stuff. And I took violin lessons and I played the recorder and all that stuff. And I eventually ran away from all that stuff. And I went to Central High School in Philadelphia and I went, I want to try science and I want to do language, you know, and all this stuff. And I don't want to go to camp anymore. <laughs> and, um, it, which was a dry academic music program. So it was like a music based school. It was a magnet school for music. And, um, and after that, after high school, I was going to come to Howard and be a psych major. Oh, and I was so excited about it. Like, I love talking to my friends and helping people. Sure. Right. Sure. But this one lady from the school district in Philadelphia, after I did a gig there, they had me come sing. She said, are you crazy? 
Miss King, I'll never forget it. She's like, are you crazy? <laughs> it was an elevator. Yeah. And I went, what do you mean? Like, She's like, you should be going to school for music. And I really, like, because she was so serious about it, I went back and thought about it. Like, maybe she's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, and that's when I decided, well, let's, come on, let's go to this Afro Blue concert. And I saw you guys singing there. And I thought, that is dope. Yeah. <laughs> so I came in as a music major. That and then that was like the the rest was history. Yeah, and so you're still at Howard now as an adjunct uh, yep. professor, yeah, teaching jazz primarily, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and you have a bunch of other accolades in jazz too, right? Like you did yes. the Betty Carter Jazz Ahead program. Yep, I did Betty Carter Jazz Ahead in 2014, and then that same year I won second place, first runner up in the uh, Sarah Vaughan competition mm-hmm. up in Newark, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I believe that following year it was either that year or following. Yeah, it was the following year. I did. I won first place in Mid Atlantic Jazz Voice wow. competition. So I was kind of doing them back to back then, yeah. and kind of getting in some places. Yeah. But your album that came out last year, November. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that has you know maybe some jazz influences here and yeah. there, but it's got a lot of other things. R and B and soul mainly. Yeah, I would say, um, which is kind of more of the root of kind of what I like. Okay. Coming out of Philly. Yeah. It was like naturally. <laughs> and um, and and I think the album does a good job at kind of bringing all those different aspects of my life together, like soul, R&B, gospel, because there's some kind of gospel-y kind of um, pieces to the music, you know, technically. And even in some of the things that I sing, that's always going to be there. And then um, then I've got some like jazzy lines and, and influences there, too. So... A lot of people that listen to it get different things, but for the most part, a lot of people say, man, this music is really chill. This is, you know, like, this is really some vibey music. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So do you, do you even, like, try to to put yourself in a genre? I no. Mean, yeah. No. And I think that was the, the biggest struggle with trying to put together a CD for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, what do I do? Because yeah. I do a lot of different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can go... To, straight gospel and sound like you know <laughs> like yeah well you Man. you sing or you've sung with a howard gospel choir yeah i did yeah right? i sing with howard gospel choir and okay. i've been consistently singing on sunday mornings and like okay. leading worship services okay. like since i was a kid okay yeah <laughs> so, so that's a that's a big part it's of a, it's a big history. part of it but then i can turn around and i can swing you know what i mean so i was like do i do a jazz album do i do a gospel album do an r&b album like what right. should i do well let's hear a little bit of the song love you off your album 16 moments to love you when you stand before your reflection do you like what you see what you see when you
tell us a little bit about the writing of that song, Love You? That song, um, I want to say I was, my husband and I, we were newlyweds. And I was laying on the bed. And we were really trying so hard to come up with a concept for a song. <laughs> and he was trying his best because at the point he was uh, he was doing like pop, R&B, rap, trap kind of music he was producing. Um, and he was trying his best to come up with something in the along, more along the lines of the stuff that I like to listen to and sing. And that was his first attempt. <laughs> it was his first attempt. And it was pretty good. Yeah. So I took it and I went and I laid on the bed. And I was just thinking, like, how can I write a song? What can I write it about? Like, I was having trouble coming up with a concept because at that time I was having some bad writer's block. Yeah. And I thought about a poem that I had just written that I was going to put on the album, but I didn't. I don't know if I punked out or not. But it was like, it was a really intimate poem about how I felt about myself. And I've struggled with self-esteem my entire life. And sometimes still it, it comes back to haunt me today. <laughs> But it was a it was an ongoing struggle, and I thought, what would I say to other young women who have the same issue that I have? How can you expect someone else to love you if you don't even love yourself? You know what I mean? And maybe you do love yourself a little bit, but like I know my husband loves me a lot, and when I saw the day the day that I could see like how much he really loved me, I went, there's no way he could love me more than I love myself. Who <laughs> do you look into the mirror and do you see royalty and do you see a queen and do you see somebody that's worth being here and worth being loved and you know all that stuff and so I kind of drew from my own feelings about myself and kind of spoke to myself yeah and kind of speaking to everyone else you know right so, so it, it was a message to yourself yeah but it's a message that other people that can other then people, take and I'm apply pretty sure to and I thought about women today and how I mean a lot of us use in beauty enhancers and you know injections and god knows what else to our bodies i have i have to tell you i've come to that age where <laughs> my friends are getting botox and i'm like is this what i'm supposed to do now you know oh and it's like do do are we doing that for all the right reasons yeah you know right and i thought i just thought about all that stuff how we want to change ourselves so much and then and then like why why do we want to do that right you know <sighs> it's, it's, it's truth right there so let's get into your top five songs. Um, now, first of all, do you see the songs that you selected as the songs that made you who you are as a person, made you who you are as a musician, or kind of a little of both? Yeah, I would definitely say a little bit of both. A little bit of both. So the first one is You Know That I Know by Yolanda Adams, mm -hmm. um, who's a contemporary gospel singer. Mm -hmm. And how did that inspire your career? Because you said you were yeah. already singing gospel at age five. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the first songs. So, like, I actually turned that song on yesterday, and I sang the whole thing for my husband. I mean, everything. Every run, every everything she sang. And he was just looking at me laughing because he could just see the nostalgia. <laughs> so, like, like, I think Yolanda shaped my sound. You know, a lot of the things that I think and do melodically and the way that I, um, that I sing, like, definitely, I would say, came straight from Yolanda. Like, hearing her sing like today is like man that's something i would have done yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and and so that's why i think uh as in my life period like she's one of the people that made me want to be a professional singer when i was five and i was learning those songs i envisioned myself on a stage getting a trophy with like confetti falling down right and that's the exact thing that i saw in my mind and i yeah. went mom i want to be a gospel artist right <laughs> And she's the person that I was kind of modeling that after. Have you seen her live? I have. Yeah. 
I actually got a chance to share the stage with her. Oh, when was that? That was at the Obama's celebration of the Obama's last was it a couple years ago now. You mean like on their way out? On their way out. Okay. At the White House, there was a BET celebration of the Obamas. Yeah. And she was on that stage. I was behind I was in the choir behind them. I was standing right behind Kiara Sheard. And to be right there with her was like full circle for me. And I'm sure nobody else in that room knew exactly. Yeah how much of an impact that had on me but it was like i am standing on this stage right now singing in the same song as yolanda adams the person who i modeled you know like my dream after did you go up to her and i couldn't yeah i could might have sort of just kind of ruined yeah she might have been like who are you and then you i really didn't have a chance to because some of the some of the celebrities that came there they were like heavily secured or they were in and out. They had, like, their schedule they were on the whole day. Like, the whole the thing was all day, like, preparing yeah. for this show that evening. But some celebrities I, like, I got a chance to sit and talk to Common and Usher and, like, just bust it up at just, the after know, party. Just, just Common and Usher. You know, like, I'm on the dance know. floor at the after party in the White House with, yeah. like, Dave Chappelle rapping yeah. Biggie lyrics. Yeah. No, no big deal. <laughs> you all. know, like, Naomi Campbell's dancing right next to us. Totally normal. It was crazy. I'm, like, in the I'm in the food line with the roots. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy, man. It was the best night ever. But like, yeah. Yeah, Yolanda's bomb. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the complete version of this episode, go to mixcloud.com slash formative tracks or click the website in the show notes. 